Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Uh, welcome back to the Couch Command, <laughs> where we're going to be talking about One Piece. And as opposed to usual times where we like, you know, sit here for three hours, we're going to try aim for one and respect all of our times, including yours. With us today, we have the new person on the podcast, Greg. Hey, what's up? All right, good to have you, man. We also have you with us, Isaac. Hey, yeah, yo, yeah, yo, dreaming. No. Don't give it up, Luffy, dreaming. Oh my Don't god. Don't give it up, Solo, Please. dreaming. Don't give it up, dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. Yo, here's how the story goes. We're talking about there's a treasure on the grand line, and every pirate's going like, I'm going to see it. I'm going to be king. Yeah, yo, least, yeah, at yo. At least try and memorize the whole thing. You didn't give me enough time. I was looking for it, uh, the lyrics, and I was going to do the whole thing, but you. Your intro was too short. You screwed me over, Greg. (laughs) This is Luffy's shanty from later on. Uh, no, this was uh, so let, let, me, let me give you some uh, a little bit of context and history. Hold on, hold on. We, we haven't said oh, all right, uh, all right. everybody's. We haven't introduced, introduced everybody. <laughs> all right. We also have MJ. Greetings and salutations. Thanks for having me back. All right, and then like um, I did want to do a little bit of a structure. Isaac, where did you want to start with this? All right, so uh, this is a monumentous day. This is a huge. So the thing I was the cringe rap I was just singing. Um, you know, I'm sure you know MJ through cultural osmosis. Uh, you know, things like Naruto, Bleach were huge uh, in getting anime to become more mainstream in the United States. And a part of this big three was One Piece. And One Piece is honestly the king. It's the best out of the three of them. It's still ongoing. But One Piece had a very uh, difficult uh, – it basically got kneecapped in the United States. And one of the reasons is because it had one of the most infamous, awful, terrible dubs of all time. Uh, it was oh my god, that by- set it back for like so many years, actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> so many years, like 40 years or 30 years. <laughs> the, 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 the four kids uh, one dub, dub was so ruined terrible. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> It was okay, just so, like, you know. Okay, okay. so the, the dub that's on Netflix right now is not the dub that originally came over to the United States with. No, that, that, that's the that's the Funimation dub, the original dub. Oh, you can, I, I'll, oh, I'll send you clips Isaac, of it online. Oh. Isaac, apparently they're having trouble hearing your audio. Maybe you got to turn on microphone or something and OBS. Like uh, uh, go to your OBS and or something. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Uh, hopefully they can hear it now. And uh, okay. I'm, I'm supposed to be sharing my uh, screen because, uh, yeah, I've, I've been showing the 4K uh, on the YouTube version. Uh, right away, they'll be seeing it. But I've been showing the 4Kids version of, like, the, the sadness that once was. One piece. Yeah, oh, the, the four kids was the stuff of legends. It was a dub so terrible, it basically destroyed the fandom for uh, years. It poisoned the well, where Naruto had, like, kid soldiers, like, fucking each other's shit up. Uh, Bleach had, like, <laughs> you know, uh, samurai using magic swords and battling in epic magical samurai duels in the afterlife. Uh, One Piece had this shit. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Instead uh, of cigarettes, lollipops. Oh, Instead this. of weapons, it was like comical things. All the guns <laughs> were no sense. Stokers. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. So the we're are you guys? Uh, does the picture keep clicking out every so often? No, I can see it. Okay. No, I can and see what, it. what what about when I do mm-hmm. this? You still seeing it? Oh, you're are you you're not sharing screen at the moment? Okay. Wait. I think. Uh, oh wait, are you? Oh yeah, you are sharing screen. Sorry. So if I click on Discord, then the picture appears. But if I click over on the window I'm trying to show you guys, it disappears. Oh, um, you might have to select a new thing that uh, you're showing on Discord. Okay. Like a new Ooh. a new screen that you're sharing on Discord. So when you share a screen, there should be options, several options of what you can share. If you want to share something different. All right. Let's see. There's that. And then I do this. And yeah, it's still, uh, it won't stay there. If I click away from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's the issue. Well, we'll, we'll deal with this uh, later. Um, okay. Yeah, we're the, right. the podcast is still being created. We'll figure it out. But okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, One Piece uh, first started. It was a, a crappy uh, dub. But like, like, so I remember what hap- it happened. I don't remember it slowing anything down. Like I remember it like it happened and then it just went to tsunami. It kind of kept on going and they got its normal dub. But I don't think uh, like it set people back as to like, you know, exposure and growing. Yeah, yes, anyway. it did. Yes, okay. it did. People dismissed uh, One Piece as stupid, dumb kids shit. Um, it, it gave it a stigma versus like Naruto and Bleach, which were a tad bit more edgy. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I, I see what you mean. that. I mean, uh, to me, what I thought was that uh, the four kids led to it eventually coming to Toonami so that we could eventually have the good Vernon. But um, let's not get too caught on that. Uh, it did happen. Uh, I, w- I want to, like, um, everybody's start with One Piece. Greg, what's your start with One Piece? Uh, my start with One Piece, I think... Uh, I think... Isaac was actually the one who introduced it to me, uh, well, or well, like, or was it our our other college friend Tom? He suggested it. And was then, it Mike Johnson? Well, because like, um, so he, here's our whole story. Me and I Greg have don't a very need to like name drop full right. names or anything of people that aren't even here. <laughs> well, hey, I wasn't talking about him badly. Uh, okay, I was just, but uh, all right. So b- basically, me and Greg had this like great anime manga journey awakening where we were roommates. We weren't really getting. I wouldn't say we didn't get along, but we were more ap- indifferent to each other. Where Greg was mm-hmm. in his like gambling uh, poker world, where he would just like <laughs> play poker all the time uh, to try mm-hmm. and win money, and, and I was yeah. into my like weeb shit you know torrenting anime and eventually we connected by watching torrented anime together and we sort of bonded over that why watching naruto bleach and eventually episodes of one piece and then we would like watch one piece together so i i think we yeah. were like uh the beginning of when we were kind of watching it together was like uh water seven sky p uh, no it was water seven Enny's lobby when that was being animated mm-hmm and we've been right. following it weekly since then, seeing the incredible journey of Shabbody, Marinford. Uh, so but, I don't know if you could say we're diehards, but we, 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 we've been around for a while. Okay. I just FYI, I, I'm i still maybe a few chapters behind the manga right now. Uh, so, you know, just be careful. 
I, I mean, I, I don't want to hear spoilers. Uh, there, there's no one who's going to spoil it. Uh, Keith is an anime only. MJ is a One Piece newbie. So he, he's going to oh. be the really interesting person to hear of what he thought of the TV show. Okay. Mm. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Uh, myself. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was in an era where like the the great three just started to rise up, and you couldn't ignore they existed. Um, we I was full into my Tokusatsu era uh, on my Henshin Justice message board, and uh, we we were, and, like you know like more and more like you know you'd always hear about uh, Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece, and like I was all in on Naruto, and I was mm-hmm. like I will give this One Piece a try because people won't stop about this, and. Um, for me, it was only pleasant at best. I thought it was like, oh, you know, this is good. This is good. You know, this, this is nice. And I found it to be just, it was just, it was a nice anime. I was like, I don't see how this is punching close to the weight of Dragon Ball Z, like people seem to want to say, or of how it'd be anywhere near Naruto. And then that episode mm-hmm. where uh, Mihawk just comes in from the, 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 the fog on his boat and like cuts down Zoro and like my jaw mm-hmm. dropped. And like, <laughs> I started feeling like the connections of everything of like, wait, they actually mean this. Wait, the scale of this power and building up and we're still mm-hmm. going. And then like, yeah, like it, I, it just it swept me away. Like the, the, the grand line itself felt so far away that like, it seemed like it was like, that would be the, the series finale. And then like you, you experienced beyond that. And like, like no other story before or since have I seen uh, such a story that continue to be consistently great grow organically and like capture my heart so that i've ugly cried several times so yeah one piece just freaking took me but i've only been anime uh mj what was your start or did you guys have questions about like where i started or anything um well i'm i'm surprised actually you remember it so like so well like like those beginning arcs because like i don't remember how i felt completely about like when Mihawk showed up, I just, you know, I think there was a certain point in One Piece that like really started to grow on me, but it's like really hard to. Uh, I, I can, I have like, uh, the, I can definitively say why. I think um, the first arc, all of East Blue, is like honestly One Piece's weakest material. I think that's a big reason why a lot of people don't 100% get into them. For a lot of people, the big moment is the Arlong Park Nami moment. That's kind of All when right. they turn the fence. But if it's just Was that like, before or after Mihawk showed up? That's after. after. It's literally okay. the arc after. Um, so Barati slash Arlong is the big turning one. I think the point where you really get to see how big and expansive One Piece is, is Alabasta. I think that okay. whole arc is where you finally see the forest for the trees, where you see like what Oda's doing. He's not only also telling a satisfying story in the immediate, but he's also building the pieces for a much larger mythology by introducing yeah. these like greater elements, and that's when you sort of get the scope of uh, like the totality of one piece and when it really gets its hooks into you um but i I think a lot of the stuff that comes before that can be a bit of a slog which is makes this really interesting uh the ant the tv show is that it's working with all the what i think is the worst weakest material isaac before you get into that i think we should let mj uh talk about his introductions of one piece though yep um my intro was actually listening to you guys on this podcast because I had never heard of One Piece till you guys started talking about it at all, and just the pure passion that you guys talk about it every time got me interested in 
I was a little leery of uh, watching the Netflix live action because, like we talked the last podcast about it, I didn't think the trailer gave me much hope beyond the previous disasters that Netflix had shat onto the screen. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the live action. Um, so, so, did you check out anything before the live action? Uh, I read about three or four issues into the manga, and I watched the first three or four episodes of the anime just to kind of dip my toes in the water, see what I was getting into, and I think I'm going to try to keep reading the manga, because I, I started reading the manga and watching the live action, like, okay, okay, I can get into this. This, this, looks, this looks like it'll be fun. Yeah, like, so I'm mm-hmm. wondering, like, what do you, what, like, uh, as you start into it, are you, did you feel right away, oh, I can see where this is going or why this is big, or are you saying, like, oh, this is a pleasant cartoon, I'm not seeing the big deal? I'm kind of just see where it goes, because, I mean, there's the, the variety of characters that they have laid out could be very compelling. It just, it, I mean, even with the first season of the live action show, you can see there's a lot of pieces that are being, a lot of table setting that's being done. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, I found the table setting itself very interesting and see where it goes from there. Like, you, you found the, like, the crazy, like, departures of, like, uh, different kinds of characters, like the diversity of the characters to be interesting. Or maybe extreme diversity of characters. That and I want to know what's up with the fucking snails. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, here's here's my like uh, big question for you, to MJ. So, as someone who's like probably the closest to like uh, normcore sensibilities, at least like you're not a big anime head, uh, you'll watch it if you get a strong enough recommendation. And because of Kurt Nerd Osmosis, what did you think of you just like the One Piece live action without any context? Did it stand up? Did it feel like you could show it to like a normcore girlfriend who likes Pirates of the Caribbean but thinks uh, Dragon Ball is lame and all that anime weeb shit is lame? Actually, uh, that's that's the strange thing about because I I've watched it twice since it came out. The entire run of the series, I just finished my second rewatch this past week. Um. There's such a strong Amblin Entertainment vibe to the series. I never noticed the first time through I watched it that yeah, that's probably its biggest appeal. Because I mean, it's obvious the cast loves the roles that they're playing, and the casting mm. director for the live action knocked out of the park with pretty much every role they put on the screen with this. They oh, yeah. should get a raise. Um, that's true. Yeah, they they just they got everything right for the normies in the series. Except for the snails, because anybody, any normie's going to look at it and go, why are they using fucking snails? <laughs> this has to be explained at some point, please! <laughs> now, I'm sure there'll probably be something, it's probably been explained in the manga and the anime, but Not at some yet. point, yeah, it would be but like serious things like this, <laughs> things like this do often get explained thousands of episodes later, like, are like, uh, with, um, Arlong Park. To me, like, Arlong Park is like, just like, you know, something like, uh, you, like, a place that you would describe, like a to me, it sounds like English. So it's like, oh, there's going to name it Online Park. Okay, I, I get it. But then you find out there's like this deep, like full story reason why it's called Arlong Park and why it looks like an amusement park. And yes, like when it finally unfolds, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, and like, yeah, I, 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 you, I, I just can't. You see appreciate enough, like, that content even more so now. Than yep. you did when you first watched it. Yeah, yeah like that, when that, you're. Mm-hmm. 
All right, finish your thought. Oh, I was gonna say like, yeah, I was, it's, it's gonna be that loop around. Like, you you go to Arlong Park, you think that like it's just weird because you know anime is weird, and it's called Arlong Park because whatever. We'll just use these words together because they sound cool, and then like organically, you're like 800 episodes in, and then like you find out why, and then. Yeah, you come back and it's just like everything just means more. So like that there are snails that they use to talk around and stuff. There's like possibly an actual reason as opposed to saying like we're just being wacky and weird. There might be a real reason behind it. And why are there a few random characters that seem oddly crossbred with animals and they're like, okay, there's a lot of normal humans here. But then you get occasional guy that's half lamb and you got a guy that's like half rabbit and like. Oh, yeah, that gets explained eventually. All right. That part, at least. Because, you, so, you know, just watching and go, oh, because anime, when you see characters yep. like that pop up, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Push a lot a of One Piece feels like, yeah, because anime. And then, like, it starts to unfold, like, oh, wait, no, because I'm in the hands of a master storyteller. And, like, some yeah. shit is really going on, and he knows what he's doing. It's it's like, yeah, it's like, that, he's one of the That is ones. what sort of makes Oda so good, is that he's great on building upon all of the things he introduces and uh, making it deeper and richer. Like, I think one of the greatest sins in modern storytelling is the J.J. Abrams mystery box, where you just have these, like, stupid things that go nowhere, and uh, you just feel disappointed as an audience. Like, you were just strung along. Uh, Oh, why is the polar bear on the island? Ooh, why is there a smoke monster? And nothing... Why is Anakin's lightsaber showing up in a chest randomly? (laughs) And there's nothing like satisfying, like there's there's nothing satisfying, like for the overarching story of why these things are the way they are. With with something like Lost, for instance, where yeah, you have all all these random mysteries, like why does this statue have six toes? Blah blah blah, and then you know it doesn't end up going anywhere, like or too meaningful. Or like- yeah, and then one piece on the other hand, like you'll see a flash in the dark and a giant uh silhouetted against the sky itself, and like there's a reason and you will find it. And yeah, like I, I do imagine like there's there's like um there's gotta be pieces and places that he is just spamming beauty and just having fun. But like mm-hmm. he does such a good job at creating all these characters that like you do start to organically feel that every weird character is weird because they have a real story to tell. And that's the power of One Piece. So um, I'm like, I think we should start getting into the live action and like our lead up to it. Or do we have anything else to cover besides like you know, the basis of like our feelings of One Piece in general? One other note about the Lost angle: there is uh, one of the showrunners worked on Lost, so I'm kind of glad none of the Lost crap made its way into this. <laughs> oh, that's good. Maybe, I mean, maybe he's working a- through his frustrations of not having to just do crappy mysteries. Mystery box. Well, well, with One Piece, at least you have a very strong, you know, writer and world builder with you working on it as well. Like I think Oda personally uh, was involved in this show. Oh yeah, yeah, he was even wor- uh, involved with the casting too. Yeah. Yep. For sure, he found he found Luffy. That's what he said. Yep. Casting is perfect. Um. All right. So let's go into like what our feelings were going into one piece live action. Like, so for me, uh, going into it, I was, I thought it was a, a countdown to, uh, the end of the universe. Uh, I was waiting for, 
just to just to be able to <laughs> maybe to hate watch it, um, revel in the disgust of them getting everything wrong. Because uh, unfortunately, ever since uh, Disney Star Wars, that's been a part of meta entertainment now and has created some of my favorite YouTubers of all time. So I thought I thought that's what yeah. was going to happen with this. I was I was ready. Like I was, I was like, all right, let's hate parade and like um, we will be doing eventually a watch party and. Uh, for that, I was really expecting to uh, not have much to say and and like fight for a lot of energy to probably have something to say and not just insult it all the time. But um, yeah. yeah, now I'm afraid to have the camera on because I don't want them to see me become a bothering mess and crying at the end <laughs> of that series. So yeah, what was your path to One Piece, Isaac? Um, oh, I have a very complicated one. Um, so basically, I was cautiously optimistic after being burned by Cowboy Bebop. I didn't want to believe it. But despite it, I figured, like, all right, I'm going to go all out. Maybe it'll be bad. Maybe it'll be good. So I had a one-piece weekend where I had my buddy Scott, his fiance, came up all the way uh, from Maryland. Uh, I, um, Greg and his wife, uh, they all came over. We had a big one-piece pool party. Uh, we had barbecue, and then we binge-watched the entire series. And I'd snacks and we, we just had a grand old time and everyone was laughing we were having a great time we were all kind of like afraid i was the only one who had like good ho- hopeful expectations but yeah I, real quick I, I have a huge question on that why did you have good expectations at all oh i i also had some good expectations as well from what i saw was what i was seeing on uh what was back then twitter zitter uh, <laughs> so and zitter they were sharing sharing like all this stuff like wow oh shit there's like some real actual hype about this and it's starting to look good like just from the trailers itself and also uh you could see behind the scenes stuff about like how oda picked luffy and like how involved he was and like how he literally did a little speech of like hey this this character this guy he is Luffy. Like, mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about this series. When Oda says something is good, like, I mean, it's hard not to, it's hard to ignore that. Like, I mean, I trust Oda a lot now. <laughs> I guess, what like, for, from yeah, what those I... Behind, yeah, those behind-the-scenes videos that Netflix has been feeding for this series have been great to watch. I mean, just the, the pure joy coming from the cast, just playing the roles and supporting each other it's just been like yeah seeing them together is really good it's rare you see such positive energy behind a series on any anywhere all right so i'm sorry i cut you off uh isaac uh, continue but yeah like i was curious like yeah go ahead so one, I think everyone should like take a page, a book. I think Netflix, mar- the marketing was spot on. They didn't get in any fights. Um, the other mm-hmm. sm- really smart thing they did, and I-, I think this also like ties into the never ending culture war, is that they were considerate um, of they managed to have diversity while not disrespecting the source material and the original author's vision. Like, the, the big moment was when they, like, cast the Straw Hats and they followed the nationalities of what uh, Oda envisioned um, each of the Straw Hats being. And so, because he said he saw Luffy as Brazilian, they had the narrative justification to have a Hispanic person as Luffy. And following that was just, to me, like, an incredible sign of goodwill. So it wasn't like, we're changing the 
this arbitrarily. Fuck you, bigot. Um, we're making yes. changes where it narratively makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, you know, Nami's sister is adopted. Okay, so we can have a black actress for Nojiko, and we mm-hmm. have the narrative license to do that versus we're changing Ariel's race. Uh, fuck you if you don't like it. Uh, you know, get with the times, uh, bigot, uh, screw you. Uh, and I think that sort of consideration across the board showed a tremendous amount of respect to the source material. Amen. Like I, I appreciate you. We shouldn't have to ask for it, but like, yeah, they, they made it their, their job to please the fan first, as opposed to making it your job to just like crap on the fans first and say, don't get in our way. And like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's no, um, we warned this actress that there will be uh, racists out there and we'll attack her uh, before she gets on screen. So we make an entire story about it. They just, nope. They just let the story unfold. They let their actors do the thing. Um, so yeah, like, I, I guess like, yeah, when it comes to black uh, casting, I've, I've been having a, 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 I've had trouble with it my entire life. Like as a kid, I noticed that like when you cast the black male actor, they don't get to be good looking. Um, they don't get to be as heroic as others. I do feel that, like, uh, with uh, who the cast is Usopp, I do feel like he gets to, like, I can see fangirls looking at this guy like, as a heartthrob. They, they Usopp's got fan a- cams. They, does he? Yeah, he, on TikTok. Uh, he, he's got fan cams, and so does Buggy. Okay, wait, what's a fan cam? Uh, so, so basically, it's like a, a tribute where they do like an edit and they play sexy music, and it's like you know, nice. sh- sh- showcasing them like, oh, <laughs> this guy's so cool and hot. So the, yep, that's what yep. like a fam cam is. It's like a fan. Yeah, fam. like one of the showrunners is is a black man. So I appreciate like it, it really showed like um. So with the Usopp, they like usually with black acting actors, uh, they they usually go with um unattractive, overweight, and like. It's not a problem if you're either one of those things. I myself have, have, have weight myself. I'm just saying, like, when it comes throughout time, like, for mm. white characters, you usually get, like, the most beautiful characters, people, actors you can find. And then when you get to the black one, oh, he's this, he's funny, he's overweight. You're like, okay, he did it again and again. And here with Usopp, he's an attractive man, and I appreciate it. And, like, they don't overplay. They, they do the strength of Usopp, which is, like, Yes, he's scared because he he can't take a shot of a tank to the face and live through it. And that's kind of like his bravery. And like they keep him uh scared, but he pulls through. Like we love our Usopp. Like and then one last thing with the black uh casting was um how they cast the black boys at uh, the Samurai School for Zoro. Um once again, like you could tell that there was someone on hand who like, can we just show that uh black men have diverse different ways of looking good looking and and it was it was really good and it was, it was fantastic and i really appreciate it so anyway yeah. that's enough of that uh and not have zoro kill all the black characters either oh yeah he definitely <laughs> did though he, he definitely did i i did not yeah. I, I found out about the minority hunter zoro and i, I feel like uh, uh, what you call it, the showrunner just did it to like have the meme alive to give a source yes and I, uh, yeah that, right that addition i did kind of like it because like zoro's one of those edgy characters who's like i'm gonna take your head Ooh, you're gonna do but he, he never really kills anyone in the manga he just like knocks them out so uh, to mm-hmm. me it's not a huge issue but i always feel like it makes him but, seem invalid and less tough so I, I like that he just walks in with a, a real bounty and a guy in a sack for his intro but, that was like actually 
in the the anime too, right? Like that the way he introduced himself, it was literally him dragging a body, right? Was it? Wasn't yeah, that, I was, to, like double check. But they don't actually show him killing uh, Mr. Seven in the comic or or in the manga or the anim- anime because I actually found a video yeah, about that. Screen. It's a throwaway line from later on in the series, and they decided uh... to make that the intro for Zoro in the live action. So See, that's I, I, clever. I, I was gonna say like when the black community is in on the joke, it's funny. <laughs> like the, it, it's it's okay. Like because um, like I've been seeing a lot of hilarious videos about Minority Hunter Zoro, and they make me laugh very hard. So that like there's a black showrunner and they did it again in the in the live action is actually hilarious to me. So um, and then like that's what, yeah, that's why I thought them. like the first time through and the second time through, I thought that they were intentionally trolling that. I meme think they might have been because yeah, Wait. they show Zoro killing Mister Seven and then plowing through all the fishmen towards the end there, but he doesn't kill the two cat gang members. Oh oh. I didn't even notice that. Oh my god! See okay. that it's because like, okay, uh, okay, it's because you got the two cat gang members <laughs> that are clear and obvious threats to the entire crew, and Zoro is just like, "I'm gonna fight you and knock you out, knock you out." I, like, I was like, you should be cutting their heads off. I, I was just it, confused when you said minority hunter Zoro. I was like, which minorities did he hunt down again? Like, remember he, he fights Mister One. Uh, there's that really strong skinned woman. There's uh, King who counts as his own minority, where he like cuts off his wing in the end of the super fight with Kaido. Uh, oh like, there's, there's, there's like there's videos that like you know show him like over and over and over and over again. You're like, oh wow, that is, that is a lot of people of color cut down. And like the, the, the videos about it are very funny like I, I i don't know if it's subconscious i don't think it's malicious there you wait go. wait okay what about giraffe guy giraffe is that does that count i'll say he's not he does he's not exclusive to cutting down minorities but he sees one it's time to fight it's time to kill as you get my killing gloves on that, that's the first time i heard that but that's actually kind of funny um <laughs> let's see uh let me the yeah, now we can just freestyle on like so. Um, uh, Zoro, he's one of us. He's one of um. He he, he came up in Tokusatsu, so uh, he was actually in Common Rider. So I appreciate one of our own hitting the big time. Wait, um, and he's the son of Sonny Chiba too. Wait, oh, what yeah, you God, the actor. Yeah, the actor. Okay, yeah. Apparently he was um, also in the Roni Kenshin movies, and that that's a big reason why he got like paid more than apparently the Tatinia Matsulani and She Hulk. I would say like the biggest reason for that is like he's literally doing his own stunts and like what he's doing is some of the like when, when it comes to fighting in the West, like I don't know anyone that's been uh fighting with two swords that long on screen. Like he's doing some new stunts and fighting that I've rarely seen in anything. I watch a lot of fighting, every stuff. So like, yeah, I did appreciate the fact that the rest of the cast actually did most of their fight scenes and stunts themselves. I did appreciate that. Oh yeah, yeah. We're I think they Mizani. really wanted to too because they wanted to like really embody their characters. Yeah, Tatiana Mizani, She has to. She gets to uh, sit at a bar and twerk. Um, and therefore, Zoro, on the other hand, is <sighs> fighting with. I I, I want to say at least. Two swords. I'm not sure how much 
Uh, he's always actually actually holding with one real is fighting with her ass. The other is fighting with <laughs> the blades. <laughs> well, so I'll, 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 I'll say I'll say it before, and I'll keep saying again. Don't everybody needs to not base their opinion of Dion Mazzolani based on She Hulk. Just watch Orphan Black and yep. feel better about yourselves. Anyway, <laughs> next. Uh, well, MJ, I'm kind of curious to ask: Is the like the One Piece? Uh, so, which was like your favorite of the the sort of sto- story arcs, and which was your least favorite? Which one made the most impression? Which characters do you think stuck out the most? Uh let's see. Well, of the sub arcs in the first season, uh, I'd have to say the Konami Island arc, where you actually get into the pathos behind Nami and her upbringing in everything that's been building up towards her for the entirety of the season. I thought that was pretty impactful arc of the three. Um, favorite character? <laughs> Dracula Mihawk. That dude is fucking cool. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. And I never heard of the actor that got to play him, but that dude is fucking awesome. Uh, second favorite was Buggy, because uh, I'm a fan of Jeff Ward from uh, mm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when he was uh, Deke Shaw on there, and actually Matt Owens, one of the showrunners, was a writer yeah. for the majority of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is probably the connection there. Um, uh, I didn't know he was from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, he's it. a big Marvel TV guy. He was in, he was a writer for Luke Cage, he was a writer for The Defenders, uh, he's yeah, he's he's big on the Marvel television side, but um, but yeah, yeah. There's Matt, yeah. He yeah, showed up in like one of the the, the the last few seasons of Agents of Shield, so he wasn't there at the start. No, yeah, he showed up about halfway through when they started getting real crazy with the time travel and Agents of Shield. But yeah, I thought he was a great buggy. Um, aside from that, just the the Straw Hats. I just thought the casting was great, and Inaki Godoy is the he is the cornerstone of the entire show, literally and figuratively. He just he the enthusiasm of that actor is just infectious. Throughout the entire season, yeah, I loved it. Like I thought, you know, I was so worried they're gonna uh, really try to amp it up to like ridiculous, like anime levels where people would just not take it seriously at all. I but expected they, that, yeah, I, I, or amped down. I thought like I, I expected um, them but to they all hit, be like a tweens. good balance. Yeah, right. I expected them to all be tweens. Um, I expected no death. Uh, I expected forced love romance uh, romances. Uh, that, none of it. They, they just kept apparently, Oda, apparently, that was one of Oda's uh, big uh, yep. no no break rules, no inner crew romance. I could not. Ble- I was God. like waiting for like that look between yeah. Nami and Zoro. I'm like, oh God, I don't want the will they won't they bullshit. Uh, I and actually, I I actually, you know had this theory that, you know, the actor for Zoro and Nami, like, or the actor for Zoro actually had a crush on Nami, but, you know, it turns out he's actually married, so, huh. you know. But it's, it's like, things like that, that, you know, could mess with my head a little bit with, like, the dynamics of the characters in the actual show, if they're, like, actually, you know, if they feel, like, genuinely, like, if they're, they feel like they're generally, like they're genuine, you know, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? With, sincere, uh, earnest, uh, those are the words you're looking for? Right, sincere and earnest. So, like, if there's a scene with Zoro and he's, he's like, staring down Nami, like, thinking in the back of his mind, like, yeah, I want to, I want to fuck you or something like that. <laughs> Give it that. You know, that might interfere with the performance or something, you know? 
Uh oh, oh, I guess like, are you saying like um or s- selling it? Uh, if, if like there's like romance behind the scene and like mm-hmm. it, it might mess up like their the the cast chemistry type stuff. Yeah, that's something like that. Yeah, and like make it so like like the delivery of lines are like more awkward or something. I, I guess I saw them I'm, work so hard on like making sure that they all are comfortable, le- legitimate friends, and like right. all their interviews come through with it and yeah like I, I i can't get over how much discipline they had on like making sure that like the culture of like the show and the people in it and like the people making it like worked in 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 step with like the fans versus like you know the, the witcher or disney right. star wars <laughs> or, or that infamous cowboy bebop where like danielle mm. pinetta was like this is why i don't dress in the sexy uniform of Faye valentine because that doesn't make sense for a real woman to wear anime fanboys that I don't look like her. Fuck you. <laughs> and how weird is it? It's the same company that uh, it's the same <laughs> studio. Like I, I it's the whoa. same one as Cowboy Biba. Yes. Yep. Wow. Studio. I'm surprised. They, I'm surprised they let them touch One Piece after that. I, I only <laughs> watched the, anything. I only watched the very first opening scene of Cowboy Bebop. Like, it was kind of flashy and everything and nice, but, like, in terms of like, watching the live-action version of it is, like... I, I couldn't know, get so past this, two episodes. I was like, uh, I couldn't get past one episode. Like, ugh. that's... There's some yeah. something cringe. Something cringe felt, going on. It felt, it felt bad. It, it didn't feel good. That's why and One like, Piece feels like a minor miracle. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, yeah, yeah. because like the tone of One Piece is like ten times harder to get right than Cowboy Bebop. Because Cowboy yeah. Bebop would you think would translate in live action versus One Piece, which is like goofy, over the top, super cartoony. And one of the most remarkable things I think was like keeping the humor but making it palatable. So like the the, the humor yeah. in One Piece can be like very juvenile. Uh, some of the gags yeah. hit, some of them you just kind of like roll your eyes and move on for like the better story bit. But like uh, some of the humor like just works really well. Like, you know, uh, Zoro's like, mm-hmm. I want to wear something that wear- that's black. Or, or uh, trying to watch Zoro sit down <laughs> with his three swords. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Like, yeah. Great physical humor. Uh, well, I guess like what I'm pulling up on uh, the screen here is um, while the same company like I'm, I'm seeing a complete different creatives behind it. Like, like they, oh, no, yeah. Christopher Yost. Oh, <laughs> Christopher oh. Yost is the man. He is just uh, now with Bebop. Yes, Bebop. He failed, but but he, he he's always been Marvel's uh, MCU's secret weapon. And uh, if you haven't well, seen, oh shit, he did already. Okay, if you haven't seen Earth's Mightiest Heroes, you want to see Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's fantastic. Oh, he did Thor Dark World, too. Uh-oh. Oops! <laughs> turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> no more questions! Wait. You're undercutting my point! You're undercutting my point! <laughs> that was the remarkable thing of, like, making the humor palatable and, like, uh, going in on all... Because, like, one thing I think, like, like how One Piece uh, had a little bit of the same problem as Netflix, maybe they had more money, is that it looks like a cheap, expensive uh, show where, like, some of the effects look terrible, some of the CGI looks terrible. I did not like any of the Fishmen, uh, but they went in on, all in on, like, the set design, and I think, uh, those, mm. and uh, you know, the costumes, and I think those elements kind of compensated for some of the weaker ones 
I thought the effects for Buggy were actually pretty tight, too. I appreciated that. B- Buggy looked yeah, good, it was but okay. like... I- there was like this one scene where like uh, Luffy like um, Garp throws the cannonball at Luffy, yeah. and then the like cannonball bounces off on him, and then it hits the uh, the ship of Garp, and you know the mast falls down. And like, oh god, this looks like just an After Effects explosion. Yeah, but can, but, we, can we also appreciate how good the casting was for Garp? Re- oh yeah, like, Reagan is perfect for Garp. I love Astounding. watching him every time he's on screen. Look at him and look at the anime. How, how do you get it so good? That, yeah, dude, God, that was that such guy. a great gotta, choice. Gotta, I mean, I he looked badass with a bulldog hat on his head. I mean, how often? How many guys can plop that look and look badass? <laughs> yeah, Plus, I mean, what was yeah, funny yeah, yeah. about Vincent Reagan was uh, actually looking through his credits and like, wait, he was Leonidas's captain in three hundred. Wait, he was in Snow White and the Huntsman. Wait, he was in Troy. What the hell? <laughs> the guy, that guy's been all over the place for years. He's like the most seasoned actor in the cast. But damn, he just chewed up every scene he was in. It was great. I got to push back though. That was one of the. I mean, I'm overall positive. I have a lot of little nig pits and complaints. Uh, one of my complaints was the Garp storyline because, like, uh, on a surface level. It sounds like a brilliant idea because they they basically uh, – Keith, do you know about the One Piece cover stories? Um, no. So in, uh, in the manga – Greg, you want to explain it? I think you'll explain it better, Isaac. All right. So in Japanese manga, when you do a chapter, it's uh, – what a lot of authors will do is they'll have like a cover page for each chapter where they'll showcase some art or do a neat little illustration. Some don't. Uh, what Oda does is really interesting where he'll have cover stories where he'll draw these like one panel pages that tell you the story of another character who's uh, from another arc and what they are up to. Uh, and it's a brilliant way of like fleshing out the world, making it feel deeper. So like you remember Hachi from Arlong Park uh, the, in the anime, Keith? Uh, no, but I, I'll remember if I see him. He's the octopus guy. Uh, he's the guy who was eight. Yes, hand, eight. And yes right, so I remember him. This never got animated, but Oda gave him an entire cover story where they show him underseas. He even meets the mermaid, Kami, who appears in the Shabadi Archipelago. Uh, he gives them this whole big background. Um, and it's a, a brilliant thing that Oda does. So what they thought to do is to take the cover story of Kobe and Helmeppo uh, training under Garp and being part of the Marines. We'll use that as our B storyline. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can go back to old locations. You can have them ch- trail Luffy. It has the A storyline and the B storyline. Uh, but like, I, I was not a huge fan of it just because, like, uh, you know, I like I love Garp in the manga, but Garp is not like an Irish guy who choose scenery he's more of an over-the-top character you got a few moments where he's like laughing maniacally like luffy Mm -hmm. being able to run away but i felt like Mm -hmm. a lot of the essence of garp was not a hundred percent translated or at least not how i would have liked to have seen it given though Um, that he's like such an impactful character he he was he, he doesn't show up until way later in the manga right yeah um till like 300 400 chapters I have to <laughs> disagree. I think with Garp, you, he was a little bit introduced as somewhat of a more serious character. And as we like get to know him more and more, and then realize all of a sudden, oh, sh- shoot, shit. He's like 
related to Luffy, and he's actually a ridiculous fucking guy. Uh, like, the more and more you get to know about him, like, oh, he is actually a, a silly, a silly guy. But I, I think the slow build up to learning about that for his character, I think was it was pretty decent. Like, it didn't feel like it was like comical. Like, sometimes with the anime with anime adaptation, like when you realize like a One Piece character is like actually ridiculous, mm-hmm. like it's used for like uh, like a gag, like basically a, a cartoon. But like when you're translating that into live action, I think you have to do a little bit more care. To introducing like, oh, this person is actually silly, like really ridiculous and silly, and so I think, yeah, I, I think with the live action one, um, they did some appropriate adjusting because like uh, the, he like uh, Garp is the driving force, like he he's pushing the heroes forward, and you know um, to give like a seasoned actor like that his due, I think they're like you know shuffling things around so he can do some real acting, but. Um, yeah, I watched this with uh, a lady friend, and she knows zilch about One Piece or anything like that. And uh, Garp was the most confusing part for her. Because uh, if you're not mm. into shonen-type storytelling, why is your uh, parent figure trying to kill you and then laughing about it later? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, how is that supposed to help anything? <laughs> he wasn't trying to kill... No, 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 so, he wasn't trying to, wasn't trying I, to kill Luffy at any we know, point. Well, he was only trying to capture know. him. I, he, he made that point multiple times. He wanted Luffy alive. He ne- at no point wanted. I would those, say, um, abs- I'd say that for the, uh, yes, for the most part. But there are some things that, like you know, if he did it and and Luffy wasn't uh, on point, Luffy would not have survived that action, like throwing the uh, the cannibal the ball. At, but like, yeah, like, but the, the, the way we understand it, because we understand these stories, like um, he is the father saying, "If you can't beat me, then it's too dangerous for you to go forward." And I'm going to protect you if it takes killing you, but like not oh, actually killing you're you. saying like it it might be like a cultural Japanese thing yes. that it makes more sense in that or, context, but it's not making that much sense in like an American context cultural and like uh Japanese and like um uh, us weebs we get it right, but yeah, like um, I saw like another video um I think it was called film speak uh he mentioned like uh yeah, didn't quite get why. His uh, grandfather wanted to kill him so freaking hard. Uh, so yeah, no, he just but, wanted to stop the pirate. He, want, he wanted Luffy to be a marine, just like he tried but, training him. But the boy wouldn't listen. MJ, <laughs> did did you uh, are you you're like an anime fan uh, at all as well? Like I am uh, a very casual anime fan, especially compared to you three. Um, yeah, and real quick background: I'm one of those classic. Cowboy Bebop, Akira, Evangelion fans. Uh, I've never really gotten too far into anime outside of that. I've I did get him to watch the uh, well, Chainsaw Man anime because mm-hmm. Chainsaw Man's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that is uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean compared to you, to, compared to you three, I'm a very casual fan. Well, you 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 have probably like some of the best series in under your belt right now because you're you're picking things like. You know, you just said Cowboy Bebop, Evangelion. Uh, those, are know, best, to be fair, those are also the most popular in the Western culture. I mean, those are like the beginner's three pack when it comes to getting <laughs> waiting into anime. Right. Oh, so like, I guess like uh, going back to your experience with One Piece anime, is this convincing you to 
uh, enjoy more anime? Like, are, are you on board for getting watching the anime? Um, it's okay to say no because, like, um, it's a lot, and I keep on like the 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 thing I hear most of people who just you know maybe aren't as like goo goo gaga in love with it as I am is that they really get put off by uh, Oda's art style. And I don't know, like... Yeah. Actually, for continuity of story, um, I'm kind of leaning more towards the manga, because you look at the... You know, the manga has been coming out regularly for the last 20 years, or 25 years, whenever... I think it started in the late 90s. Um, And then you look at what's been released for the anime, and the anime's got sub-series, OVAs... uh, separate TV movies, and like, Jesus Christ, how do you watch any of this in <laughs> order? There's... It just hurts your head, and then you watch, you try to watch it through Netflix, and Netflix is slowly releasing it bit by bit, and you're like, how are you supposed to keep up and figure out what where you are in the story when you go from this point to this point to this point? So I'm probably just gonna read the manga. And it sounds like the manga's probably a year ahead of the anime at this point anyway, so... So, you, <laughs> you, 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 you have been pulled into the Japanese side. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, cool. I mean, bit, especially from because uh, uh, when Isaac started mentioning Chainsaw Man and started watching the anime, I started reading the manga, and I'm way oh. farther ahead in the manga than for the anime. And nice. the manga's fucking fantastic. I so, might give that a shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so I'm just, definitely leaning towards the manga side versus the anime side. Uh, just so you know, um, I'm looking it up. Uh, One Piece was released in 1997. Damn. The manga. Yeah, so 26 years. Yep. Yeah. And the anime? Manga. I don't know. Uh, when did the anime start? One oh, piece. let me look. Probably. I think 1999. Oh, yeah, 1999. So that is 24 years old. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, you look at the release of it, it's got series, sub-series, the OVAs, and just, it's all, the releases are all over the place, and they're, I mean, they're probably definitive guides of how to watch it in chronological order out there somewhere, but. I always yeah. skip the, the, uh, the filler. Yeah, me too. I, I'd always skip the filler, and I would always just try and shoot for the main uh, story arcs and not worry about, like, filler movies or filler arcs. I mean, I heard actually one of the filler arcs was like a standalone really good arc. I heard that uh, recently too. So um, you know, I was thinking like, I can always go back. About? I don't. Uh, do I mean, we, uh, well, okay, so here, here's, do we maybe so I guess the, the next article? question is um, are all the animes, the OVAs and those various series, what have you, the filler arcs as you guys are calling them, are they adapted straight from the manga or are they anime only arcs? Anime mostly, only, for most mostly movies. anime only. Yeah, that's why they're that's why they're filler because they're not actually part of the the manga. manga. Got Sorry. it. Okay. All right. Uh, we got like maybe twenty minutes left. Uh, okay. Do we want to start uh, saying final thoughts or or anything else we should be just, like touching on when it comes to uh, the love uh, and joy ooh, that uh, is. I, 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 I want to complain about a few few adaptations. Uh, I think overall I'm very positive about the series. I think the highs, but um, I think the Fishmen look terrible. Uh, I also mm-hmm. think that uh, what what you recall there was a really 
bad idea to like kind of like give Arlong trap rap music uh, to kind of like give him like a gangster theme because like mm-hmm. one of my least favorite parts was the Barati scene where Arlong's like you know just going in the restaurant and being savage and rude right. and, and like when you've got that like black identification it, just, it has like where the white woman at energy or yes. where, where the human woman at and, and I was really surprised that like uh, surprisingly no one really called it out but like uh I, I think I know why. Like, no, that bugged me too. There, there was way too much Killmonger energy for that. I, like, I think somebody I know watched why. Black Panther and thought, "Hey, that's the way we should show our long." I mean, come um, on, guys. I, 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 I think I get why though, and because, um, uh, Arlen, like it's Arlen's still fucking cool. Uh, like, like he's a bad guy. He's who he got beat down. Uh, it's not cool that you know when you portray black people as like you know the thugs and like the negative stuff. But I guess like the main problem that like white people have for a long time is like it's like when you only do that and you make us the ugliest people on screen. Whereas like Arlong, without makeup on, he's one of the most beautiful people who have ever existed. And like the music is really good. Like I, I get like um maybe we shouldn't have coded it as hip hop, but the kind of beats that do kick in kind of do kind of like get your head bobbing a little bit. You know, and like <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. So and the, the yeah. actor that they got to play Arlong, his voice for that role was just perfect. I thought the way he was delivering all his lines and acting for the yep. entire role was, was perfect. Was I mean, definitely props to him for uh, you know acting through the copious amounts of prosthetic. But I, that's I do Arlong. think that like uh, you definitely needed. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think the fisherman should have been CGI, but I can understand why they weren't CGI uh, because you only have so much. But uh, yep. like, well, I, they I thought probably could have pulled it off with prosthetics, maybe not made as gaudy and obviously or, prosthetic. Or I, I think uh, the, uh, going by that was uh, it goes back to um, why they didn't kill the the cat pirates, but they were killing fishmen, and that's because like they do look goofy, cartoony ogres, and like it makes it easier for you to. Um, get the satisfaction of a kill versus like always knocking someone out. So that's what we're getting. Like, make it. No, uh, somebody easy. comes after me with two p- pair of blades and cat ears. I'm cutting them down. Fuck them. Yeah, but <laughs> like they, they do, they do need to try to worry. They do. They they are actually trying to get children. I know they they they, yeah. they aren't rated that, but like they do want children to watch too. So I if you're gonna have children watch, you can't like stab like the 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 cute cat girl woman. Like you know, I don't think. They'd be cool. Well, they they also murdered Mary. Uh, that that was another issue I have. Like uh, on one hand, it seems like rectifying the complaint of the manga, where like Oda doesn't kill characters even though they should die. And I I, I was like, oh, this nice little Mary guy who's like the namesake of their fucking ship. He just gets stabbed with five fingers and thrown down a well. What, what happened to him? In the, Mary wait, what, what, what happened to him in the uh, in the in the manga? Oh, he survives. He, he survives. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he, he sees huh. them off, and he, he gives the straw hats well wishes as he gives the fish as he gives the the, the the ship away. Um, I think in that moment, like uh, with uh, fewer fewer episodes, and to give the impact that like uh, these are bad guys, like he's the sacrifice that makes sense. Oh, he was the sacrifice for the stakes. Got it. Yeah, like you know, like you now 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 it's real. Now it's personal. Now like. The going Mary has a sacrifice associated with it. it so what you guys? What you guys think of Claudor? The their adaptation of Claudor. Loved it. Like in the anime, he had me completely fooled. I didn't suspect him for a bloody second. 
and I loved how cleanly they did it here where like I feel like I don't know if, like, oh yeah when you first saw him did you suspect that he was like I guess the camera was kind of giving away but yeah do you look like a bad guy to you no oh, totally okay okay <laughs> <laughs> in the anime like I like he kept on adjusting his glasses he, he like that you're like huh. anime. That's, that's a little weird to adjust your glasses that way but and then like when it unfolds you're like what so no, yeah, no, no, live action. You could tell the stick was so far up his ass that he was like, he was an act. <laughs> he just continued continue waxing his mustache. Well, the, the interesting thing about Syrup Village is everyone hates Syrup Village as an arc. Uh, so I think that was one of the smartest adaptations to go for that, like, camp Tim Burton, Amblin, uh, horror, Lemony Snicket, Harry Potter vibe, and how everything in the mansion was just so overly designed. Mm-hmm. But, like, Practical, like practical sets. Um, yeah. While I was watching it, uh, for a while, a couple times, like, hmm, is that real? Looks really real. Did they build all that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. These are plays. These like the, the the ship is a real thing. I'm not sure if it sails, but like, yeah. They, the they set pieces were was pretty good. I I was I was happy with how they designed the sets and everything. Um, oh, I, another complaint I had is that I think the Arlong, the Nami flashback needed a little more time to breathe. I thought it was a little uh, rushed. I think, mm-hmm. uh, the, and I was also surprised with the casting oh, of Bellamere. There, there were some scenes I was really missing in the Arlong Park arc. Nami like pretend stabbing Usopp. I think that was a really great scene. They should have tried to put in the the live action. Um, no, instead they show her stabbing herself right in the arm. Like I was wincing so fucking hard when she yeah. stabbed no, herself, she does screaming. That, she does that both in the anime and in the yeah, that, uh, in the that's mod- an yeah. iconic well, scene. Yeah, but I was watching her do that. I'm like, why don't you just try to scratch off your tattoo? Because if you stab yourself in that part of your arm, that arm is useless. That muscle is pretty fucking <laughs> important to the movement of that arm. And then you see her fighting but, later on in the next episode. I'm like, oh. Right. I mean, are, are we applying Bruce Willis physics to this now? I can survive anything. She's she's very lucky. She's she she avoided stabbing anything critical. She's uh, very I lucky. Guess so. that, that day. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Okay, I think we should start going around like final words, unless uh, we yeah. have something we need to touch on. Which I'm uh, open to, but yeah, we're running out of time. Oh, for me. Uh, one thing I was yeah. like, uh, uh, while I was doing my nitpicks, um, I think Barate suffered. Um, Don Krieg, nobody likes Don Krieg, so it was fun to see him get axed by Mihawk and never brought up again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but by the same oh, yeah. token, I think you should have had Don Krieg's fleet try and take it over, so Sanji joining them and Barate would feel more triumphant versus. Uh, there was oh, an interesting video. Yeah, I agree with that. Sure. Versus, like, in the Netflix version, it feels like, why the f- hell is he going with these guys when, uh, you know, they just had their asses handed to them? It just feels very arbitrary versus, like, this big triumphant thing where Luffy wins his respect by protecting his uh, home place. But, I, oh, one big compliment. I, I think they knocked it out of the park with Sanji's backstory. I thought him and Zeph was absolutely perfect. Yeah, and my only my only critique against that is, like... Uh, I hope the actor who plays Sanji never hears this. Uh, I find him to be the only one that's off uh, in the casting. I, I I love the actor. He seems to be a great person, and he's earned it, too. Like, um, he went through mm-hmm. training for, like, martial arts, and he uh, learned to cook. And he was cooking from, like, the cast on set regularly. So he did mm-hmm. earn it. But, like, um, his, his kicks are bad. Uh, his kicks don't <laughs> look good. 
his kicks oh. are, are are sluggish and, and, and clunky. And like oh. every time like he does his it, kicks don't feel like Sanji's kicks. Yeah, he so. is. He's a lumbering uh, guy. He's like, like, yeah, when it comes to good Taekwondo, I, you need I, a more slender I dude. I feel but. like getting anime like Sanji style kicks might be I would say, very hard to emulate. I'm looking for live, live action, action, good Taekwondo fighting. And okay. uh, he's his form is uh, rough. And like it's, it's it has to do it's it's his body shape that makes it so that he's not as uh, swift as a good Taekwondo fighter would be. But Keith, he made I up for it with those abs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely loved showing those off. Sweet like, Jesus. Like, when he took off his shirt and saved Luffy, I'm like, Jesus Christ, are you appealing to the thirsty part of the audience with freaking Sanji here? <laughs> I want to make sure that in the downtime, they're working on his Taekwondo skills. Like, and his abs. <laughs> yeah. He's having fun. They, they got that. They got that. Greg's wife was like going like, "Oh, Sanji, he looks great. Oh, he's so sexy." Yeah. So, so I'm wondering like that. So uh, after making through the series, I had to wonder why doesn't all the devil fruit eaters wear water wings? If you're in a world that's covered with 95 percent water and y'all can't swim if you've eaten the devil fruit, wear freaking water wings. Otherwise, you're sinking like a rock. Come on, y'all. Well, you have to make sure the. Like if they're sinking like a rock, you have to have enough flotation devices on to make sure that rock doesn't sink, right? So, and like, for battle, that's not always practical. All right, you don't keep them inflated. We guys are doing uh, final words on this. All right, or uh, unless uh, anything else we should touch upon. Uh, I think is there any? Oh, uh, Greg, I had, I had some thoughts about. Um, I'm also um, open doing part two to this because like I loved this so much. I have so much to like keep saying about the show i i think there's there's something about um fishman in general like you know how they're introduced like you know kind of like as another random species but later on i guess we learn more about them and a lot of their story is like um very like much like almost i feel like it's a metaphor for like uh what's happened in like black history in america in a lot of ways. Oh, it, it's broad. Uh, it's supposed to be like any sort of yep, uh, anybody who discriminated group, uh, anyone who pressed. Although obviously out. a lot of people, uh, you know, draw uh, parallels to what you call it with like oh, Queen Otahime being like Mal- or, no, uh, Malcolm Luther. No, why am I blanking on this? Uh, uh, Martin Luther King and then Fisher Tiger being kind of like Malcolm X. But, but generally it's supposed to be like a broader allegory for any like underprivileged or oppressed group. Right. But mm-hmm. I was just wondering like how like at some point that metaphor is going to become more and more i think apparent i feel like there's going to be a bigger sense of like yeah this is like kind of the meta conversation around what fishmen are in relation to to the one piece world i think it, it can be used as a metaphor if we want to and people will but i the fishmen don't come into play much after this until not for a long much time later right? Yeah, like right. what I, like uh, what I think is going to happen is like the series finale is going to be, be them uh, crossing the Grand Line, and that's going to be like where they stop the show. The show. So um, wait, in the manga and the anime, they still haven't reached the Grand Line. They, oh, no, they but it took a long fucking time to get there. Got it. No, it only took like East Blue and then Alabasta. They're pretty much there. How many episodes is that? Uh, um, that's like I don't know, forty, fifty. Oh, fifty. Oh. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah I guess still that's still a lot of episodes for 
you know, normal people. Second season, I think they're they're going to go up the Red Mountain or what's knock upstream. Well, they're gonna do. Um, they're gonna do. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Logue Town, then the Reverse right. Mountain, then all the sub arcs leading up to Alabasta. Yeah. And exactly. how many years do you guys think that is about? Uh, I think that's going to be next season. Mm. Okay. Alabasta be third season, maybe. No, Alabasta will probably. Second. It's, it's going to be second oh. season. I think they're going to try and incorporate ah. everything in one season. My guess is that what they'll do is they'll do the first four episodes, condense some of the stuff, and try and get through all that in that time. Like, and then Alabasta You could do Logtown probably, probably like one episode easy. Even less, they, got a tick, they got a ticking clock on how long these kids look like how they do. And. Like that's why I think like they they won't we won't be going like you know they won't be fighting the One Piece. I think this is going to be like almost promotional material for the anime eventually. Like uh, Netflix usually doesn't go beyond six seasons. That's their usually their cutoff point. Well, so, have you seen the articles though? They supposedly no. talked about twelve seasons, and oh uh, but God. right now they're just talking about six. So if it, I think what the plan will be to like get up to the time jump in Marinford in season mm-hmm. six, and then assuming I mean assuming if it does well, so far it's doing really really well. And if they hit it out, and well, all right, so can I be my, my final thoughts, please? All right, so my my final thoughts is this is the big turning point. I've waited as a weeb for a long time. I think One Piece is the beginning of a new era, and (laughs) One Piece is going to be the flagship Game of Thrones of the 2020s later on. And it it is perfectly set up. It's got all the fundamentals right. It's got some of the best materials, most beloved material to adapt it for the second season. And if Netflix gives them a little extra money to budget, and they knock it out of the park, then they could easily get to that six six seasons 12 seasons and just become a dynasty of television a great wave that will be what game of thrones was for fantasy one it's piece a new is wave be of anime. pirates <laughs> yeah. mm. just like luffy said just like gold roger started the great age of pirates by saying uh you can find my treasure one piece luffy has said you can find streaming riches and <laughs> franchises that go forever in japan Japan! <laughs> and thus, all the studios went out uh, going to the land of the rising sun, signing up mangekas, fighting for TV anime rights. Oh, wow. Because now yeah. they know the new gold rushes happen. The death Will of the be. superhero is here. The rise of the anime manga shonen hero has come. <laughs> Is it a new Dragon Ball Z movie that won't suck? Yay! (laughs) I I I wonder. Like uh, I think this is an anomaly because like uh, I I thought that the world changed with Lord of the Rings. We figured out like, hey, if you just do it right and like not try to change everything, you get rewarded. And then like uh, like the sequels came, I was like, aha! Since we already know the the formula, they know not to fuck this up. Everything's gonna be okay. Oh my god! So like wow. I, I oh, think it's true. Wow. I think I think you're rolling the dice every time it happens. Like it's whoever is he, up there. He, like yeah. they, they couldn't even adapt the Hobbit, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the sequel trilogy was screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I got to wrap up and uh, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Final words, MJ. Um, I am very looking forward to season two. Um, I hope they keep the same Amblin Entertainment vibe to it and keep the same positivity flowing through it. And 
I'll even tolerate another season of Kobe looking like a blonde Harry Potter because every time he's on screen, I was just like, that's Daniel Radcliffe. You can't tell me different. He is uh, very Harry Potter. <laughs> holy crap. But, uh, I did not notice that but, uh, how hard they went on Harry Potter with it. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully Hamepo gets more mentions of his name than the just one time throughout the entirety of the eight episodes, which just made me laugh. Um... And I'm really looking forward to what they do with Usopp, because the first time I watched through the series, I thought they underwrote Usopp. I just thought they made him too much of an insecure mess. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, the, what they laid out with him, all the insecure, where the insecurity was coming from, and eventually, I imagine he's going to eventually meet his father when they inevitably run into Shanksker again, because I get the feeling they're eventually <laughs> run into well, Shanksker again. <laughs> might have to wait a little bit for that. <laughs> so far, no. It's 1,075 episodes so far, no. Are you fucking kidding me? So Usopp still hasn't met his dad. <laughs> well, well, what, no. uh, what, what the, uh, real quick, I, we got to close this up. Uh, real quickly, I, I did want to touch about that in the anime. The difference between the anime and the manga is that in the anime, I always found it curious for years how cool they were with uh, the father uh, seemingly abandoning the kid. Like, the, the mm. father left, and like the family was like, cool, God bless you, we, we wish you the best. And everybody was just happy that he went on with the life that he wanted. So, yeah, they mm. aren't like worried about him anymore, because they are happy for him. I don't know, because you could, could see it you know, constantly boiling behind Usopp's eyes, especially when he mentions Usopp, and Luffy's just heaping praise on Usopp, how great he is, and Usopp's just sitting there like, Motherfucker, I wish I knew my dad, asshole. Yeah, I think that's a, just, I think a little Western I felt, I felt so bad for Usopp in that scene. It's a little Western but, influence. I think that should have been... It, it made sense to put it there. All right, uh, Greg, final words. Okay, well, this is an interesting concept. Uh, context I didn't really think about. But, okay. Uh, I agree with Isaac about the Barate arc. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been a little bit stronger. But overall, I'd say I saw a lot of great things here. And I actually, I did have some issues with the buggy, buggy a little bit. Um, I think, you know, but I can't explain them all right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should include the dog, the <laughs> dog from there, from that arc. Um, but yes, I, oh, I'm that. so excited for the second season. I want to see what they do. Uh, you know, Oda being a part of this makes me hopeful. So I'm still hopeful and want to see more. And I, I like what I see so far with the characters. All right. Uh, let's see. On Facebook, I um, wrote down uh, the things I've been titanically wrong about and loved it. Uh, one of them was that I thought the what, Xbox One was going to take the PS4. Uh, I thought speed ratio was going to be awful. And I thought that uh, we didn't need George Lucas, and the sequel trilogy was going to be the greatest Star Wars uh, we'd ever seen. And the other thing I was wrong about is One Piece live action. Like, like I said, I was mm-hmm. ready to freaking grab it and choke it to death myself, and, and, and we both fall into the sea and perish. And like, at least I <laughs> took it with me, <laughs> and it wouldn't affect the world. But like, instead, um, I'm wondering if this is. I do wonder is it, is this a Star Wars moment, like legit Star Wars, where or a Harry Potter moment where a bunch of kids have now seen this world and it was done so well. The world building was so good that like are like, are, I just, I, I can't wait to see like the new army of children who are like one piece <laughs> fans that are rising up around this. So I loved it. Uh, I loved the, the flaws. I like it. I don't like it when I, I, I do like bad special effects. So the fishman looking 
uh, fake. I enjoy it because I have to use my imagination. There's a tokusatsu uh, element of it. And if you guys don't know what tokusatsu is, it's live action Japanese uh, television. And uh, the action they do is very specific and fantastic. And I, I, I really um, felt uh, the show really felt tokusatsu. Uh, there was like um, there was like the moment when they were training uh, as samurai that looked a lot like um, the show Garo. Uh, and oh, they're trained, yeah, Garo, <laughs> Garo. yeah, Garo, and like there, there's like this training um, sequences that they do with their children in the woods, and it looks straight up like um, what Zoro school. So like, I just feel like I'm seeing elements from. It's Garo. funny, me and Isaac know this very well, actually. <laughs> Whether Isaac <laughs> likes it or not, Garo is my favorite things of all time, and I, I will convince you guys otherwise if you don't think so. It is it's so good. No, Geralt's pretty well, fantastic. I just have to finish watching it. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's some some good things about it. I that's a whole nother topic. I, yeah, okay. I'm um, to go. I don't want to get too <laughs> off topic, but like uh yeah. Um Tokusatsu fans who like Kamrayer, Super Sentai, and Garo, we're seeing like the stuff that we've been enjoying in, in the in the shadows for years make the big time and it's beautiful to see. So yeah, I, I'm in love. I didn't expect this to happen. And I hope they keep it up. And I definitely think we'll be doing some more One Piece comment content uh, on the podcast. So yeah, um, I'm else? glad they gave you a card season three, Keith. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, I just I did not see it coming. I did not see it coming at all. What season three? A card, Star Trek, a card. Where they start, oh. you know, caring about the fans and doing things right. I haven't followed Star Trek in a while. Uh, don't watch first two seasons, season three, if you like. Star Trek Next Generation, watch season three of Picard. Do you watch them if you do hate, enjoy hate watching, though? Because it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, first my two God. seasons. I was dying oh. laughing at seasons one and two. I'm sorry. I actually had a great time with how just awful it was. I had so much fun. And then they took my fun away by making it actually good. Well, All right. Um, yeah, One Piece. Freaking awesome. Anything else we need to say? We got to close this up. Uh, one last thing to say. Um, I appreciate the fact that they had two Wilhelm screams in the entirety of the series. I thought that was fun. And if they are, I hope they keep having Mihawk fire out golden lions like the whole bringing out the little cross blade to fight Zoro and Zoro going, what the hell is that? I came here for a Zoro sword fight. And Mihawk come back saying, I don't hunt rabbits with a cannon. Yeah. Oh, I love that fucking line. The casting of Mihawk is so freaking good. Oh. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. We uh, let's. I mean, if we want to do a part two of this somehow, or just talk about like One Piece culture and life, uh, I, we can do that because I think we could be even talk about like the the final uh, close at the they, they're close at the Wano arc by now, right? Yep, like, uh, yeah. I'm sure you saw the last episode of Wano. Yes, yes. So that was it. That was the Wano arc is really over. He's not getting back up. We're not going to do another. 80 episodes of like <laughs> another nope. fight that's okay thank god, <laughs> oh, god. That, was, that, last, that lasted like five years yeah. oh my god it was a little it was a little long oh my and god. there were some great highlights from there but yeah that was that was a pretty long arc i guess damn okay now I, you're just making the anime sound exhausting Jesus. <laughs> sometimes it can be, be but it's always worth it all right, uh, Greg, <laughs> yeah. can, where can you find more of your work on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitch, uh, Goro Gregoro. Can you spell that? Uh, uh, so, you know, Goro from uh, 
whatchamacallit, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So Goro and then Greg in between and then Oro. So that's my name. Gotcha. And on Twitch, I, I do art on there. Right on. And uh, uh, MJ, where can you find more of you on the internet? Uh, once I'm done with my social media detox here, you can find me on all the socials at MJ3342. That's E-M-J-Y-3342. E-M-J-Y-3342? Correct. Bam. All right. And on Isaac. Zitter. Woo! <laughs> on Zitter. <laughs> Isaac, where can we find more of you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at uh, Lobster Magnet Reviews on YouTube. Check out my video on Mr. Beast. All right. It was fantastic, by the way. Yeah, yes, it was. Thank you. you actually uh, unlocked a level of understanding of humanity with that. one. But I mean, you're kind of half right. Oh, That's no. my inspiration for my channel name. There you go. The one above it. There we go. Cool. Comedy used to be about pushing down. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the autoplay. But yeah, yeah well, go go watch that Mr. Beast video. It's 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 a banger. It's a banger. And let's get right. the video. And uh, you can find me at. Keith Hayward on uh, Twitter at Keith Justice on uh, Instagram. You can find this podcast and more on popgeeks.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and look us up on YouTube or the same name. It's been great. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Take it easy. We are out.